This is your station, your music, the world famous WXIN. Providence, Rhode Island, USA. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Ellen, the show. Talk about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports right here on 90.7 WXIN. I have Mr. Jordan Moment in here with me today, and we have a lot we want to talk about. The Urban Meyer situation continues, continues to devolve and develop and uncover everything that is wrong with us as people this day and age. Also, some more, more fun criminal news from the NFL today. Also, we want to talk about the Patriots, what they're doing as they continue to just hemorrhage mediocre wide receivers off the roster. Also, Red Sox slipping just a little bit. And I want to do a deep dive into the character, into the perception of one pariah among the NFL ranks today. And if any of these things sound interesting to you and you want to chime in about any of them, do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946 or at 401-456-8787 or go to Facebook. Go to the official Stadium Experience Facebook page. Tune into the Mike Kane Memorial live stream. Drop me a comment there. Watch me as I do the show. If that's how you pre- how you prefer to consume your media. Anyway, with all that out of the way, though, you are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. And we're going to dive right in here. And hello, Jordan. Hello, hello, hello. Happy to have you back here on the program. Always, yep. always exciting. Always a good, good, wholesome time coming. We got Jordan Moment here in the house tonight, and you just cash your check, so you're you're doing okay. You just direct deposited a big, not to blow up your spot here, not to uh, yeah. not to blow your spot to anybody who you might owe uh, five dollars to, who might listen to the show. But I, I just, yep, I just I just made a hefty <laughs> deposit. But all lighthearted, jabbing aside, with a little banter to lighten the mood before we dive into a. Less heavy topic. That being the complete and total ignorance towards domestic abuse in this country. Yep. And how it plays into Urban Myers, whose situation, whose odyssey, the pariah, not the pariah, the the martyr, the downtrodden Urban Myers has now been officially, as of I believe Monday. At least according to our, you know, 90.7 WXIN sports headlines. Mm -hmm. Monday, Urban Myers has been formally suspended for the first three games of the season for his involvement in, and it wasn't spelled out exactly, but for his involvement in the supposed covering up, maybe, of the domestic violence perpetuated by his former, now former, wide receivers coach, Zach Smith, who... Jordan, me and you talked about this at length about three weeks ago. Yep. Three weeks ago, we talked about this, and we said at the time, you know, I gave my entire thoughts, gave a rundown. We went for a while about this. I went for half an hour myself about this, but yes, the fact that Urban Meyer, after a report from Brett McMurphy, I don't want to rehash the entire story, but after a report from Brett McMurphy, formerly of ESPN, now going to be of Stadium Sports. Okay. All right. Shout out to him. Yeah, Brett McMurphy. He had a report, basically had all his information showing, you know, linking Urban Myers to knowing that this wide receivers coach of his had been beating his wife for a long time. This dude had worked for Urban Myers at Florida. He brought him with him to Ohio State. He was a wide receivers coach at both places, I believe. And just, you know, like texts from his wife to Urban Myers' wife or Urban Myers' wife is like, ah, I'm sorry you have to go through with that, yada, yada, yada. The police have been called to this, you know, this people's house like a billion times. There was a protection order out on this woman. Like, no former, 
no formal charges ever made, I believe. Or at least nothing ever formally stuck. But just so much to show that, yeah, this guy was probably beating his wife. And then beyond that, obviously that's heinous in and of itself. But then how it plays in Urban Myers. So a lot after Urban Myers, you know, at first denied ever knowing about any of this when he was first asked about it. It was a Big Ten Media Day. Then eventually issued a statement basically saying that, no, I knew. Oh, but I reported it to Ohio State. And, you know, yada, yada, yada. If you don't know about the story, go read up on this. Or go listen to my episode from three weeks ago. I, I go in depth. I explain the whole thing. But basically, to us, to me and you, Jordan, it feels pretty obvious that Urban Myers knew that this guy was beating his wife. Yep. Or either that or all of Urban Myers' people and his wife all knew and neglected to tell him, which we also settled on was a possibility, if not impossible. Yep. But, yes. Basically, like, this dude was beating his wife and Urban Myers knew. And he was working for this dude. And he just let this guy keep working for him, even though it continuously comes out that more and more that, oh, no, he knew. And... We talked about this that what was probably going to happen was exactly what just happened. And that is Urban Myers getting a suspension, getting a slap on the wrist. But in the end, he's going to be back coaching Ohio State by the end of the month. He's going to be there when they play Penn State. Now, if any, no credit goes to anybody, but he's missing the game against TCU which is the third game of the season, which is the only ranked opponent they're playing, which I guess they could have not suspended him for that game. It just had him suspend. But yeah, no, the fact that this guy still has his job after all this is ridiculous. From, you know, a moral perspective, not from a making money perspective, because that's all they care about, and we went over this, and how the NCAA facilitates this kind of culture where this kind of thing should be swept under the rug as opposed to dealt with. And how guys shouldn't be put on watch. But yeah, we talked about us at length, Jordan. I mean, have your feelings on this since we last changed it all? Uh, No, not at all. I'm pretty sure, you know, Ohio State are really going to be missing him, missing Urban Myers coaching at that at that game at Rutgers. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's... <laughs> I, it, this is this is honestly inconsequential. No. Even, even if they lose against TCU, they're, they're not even out the top 25. So it, 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 this is completely inconsequential. And in the end, when they're doing the rankings, they'll go, oh, well, they didn't have Urban Myers that week. So, you yeah. know, maybe we'll let him slide right. on that. <laughs> and even worse, the guy can still... I mean, I don't even want to critique the nuances of this punishment because the fact that he's not fired... Is this a like, problem anything with Anything shy of that, except maybe like a, like a year-long suspension or something, maybe. But yeah, the fact that he's still going to eventually be the coach of Ohio State, like... That's the problem. So, I don't know, for me to sit here and go, oh, well, it's not four. Oh, well, it's four games instead of three or three. Like, that's better. But, no, like, this guy, dude, shouldn't have a job. But I lost my train of thought for a second. But, yeah, the fact this dude still has a job itself is a problem. Yeah. But, yeah, you look at this, and this teaches nothing. Really, this accomplishes nothing that we talked about. Because I talk about it. I want to see this guy out. I wanted to see it send a message to all these coaches in the NCAA who you know are all probably all also covering up some, some you know, have some sketchy stuff going on of their own. You know, using players 
covering up things that their coaches are doing, covering up things that their players are doing. This kind of stuff is obviously going on all around the NCAA, all over sports, really, but just to specifically focus on the NCAA. Yep. We wanted to see that. And we're not seeing that. And honestly, this feels more to anything like Urban Myers. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure in a way, Urban Myers, like, this is just kind of the cost of doing business in a weird way. Yeah. He's going to miss three games, which, by the way, he can be at practice in all the meetings after this week. He just can't be at the games, by the way. He doesn't, he doesn't have to clear out of Ohio State for three weeks. Yeah, and, and you know, he can just you can just whip up a game plan. I'm exactly. pretty sure the old coordinator yeah. who's, who's going to take over as interim, he can just run it. Give Ryan Day like a, like a list of index cards of what to do. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> even then, but, like, that's the point. Like, if he couldn't be on the facility for those three weeks, it wouldn't make me feel any better. But still, no, seriously, you're Urban Myers, though. In the end, he got to keep his guy for eight, nine years. Because obviously he thought this guy was worth something great to him. To keep him with all this garbage going on around him and cover it up. So, mm -hmm. yeah, what? Like, there's no message to other coaches, I feel like, in this. Like, you keep your scummy guys as long as you can. You know, whether or not he really was helping him win. Ohio State's had good. We talk about this. Ohio State has had good wide receivers the last few years. Has typically had a very strong wide receiver group, at least in terms of guys getting drafted in the first or second round. So obviously Urban saw value in his guy who wouldn't have kept him around with him being such a liability. Not even just talking about, you know, basic humanity. Or holding up, like, some modicum of principle. Just talking about sheer value. Yeah, Urban got to keep his guy, and now what? He's getting three games Yeah, that don't matter, that he's still basically going to get to coach remotely. Yeah. Like, you, almost if you're Urban Myers, like you can sit there and say, well, this is a win for me. Like, I got what I wanted for as long as I could. And really what's coming down to me now is not much. So, it would be like if at Louisville, after they found they were paying all those players forever, they went, okay, here's a fine. <laughs> yeah. Give us money, and then you're like, okay, well, fine. Like, we got more than, like, $100,000 worth of value out of whatever we were doing. Yeah. Like, what does this penalty do to this weight? Like, if you're a coach and you're like, listen, I can get, like, five more years out of this scummy assistant coach I think is doing a great job, and then maybe down the line I need to miss two, three games. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Like, I'll take those odds. So... Yeah, there's no, like there's no lesson here for one thing. This is not a lesson. And it's just frustrating because even beyond that new stuff keeps rolling out. Like people keep finding crap like this coming out from Kyle Rowland who covers you no, know, the Wolverines, Ohio State and the Toledo Blades, whoever they are. I don't know. I banned this guy's Twitter before though. <laughs> and this is the second I've been on Twitter. Yeah. He found coach. He found texts between Urban Myers and his agent from July before all this. Really, like right before, like Urban Myers got asked about this at the Big Ten media day, and that's kind of what catapulted all this. Basically, explains we're gonna fire. Er, we're gonna fire Zach Smith for cumulative stuff. Comma, this is from Urban Myers. I will not tell media. Next, his agent going, 
You had to do it only a matter of time before he did something that did substantial harm to you or the program. Not to his wife. What he did that. And then Urban just tells his coach to call him on a landline. I mean, Urban tells his agent to call him on a landline. Yeah. And this is in July. So does this sound like uh, the words of somebody who wasn't expecting to be asked about this? No. No. Which further shows that, you know, obviously Urban Myers knew what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Urban Myers. But yeah, Ohio State has just really has been sort of yeah. just in the midst of scandal. I remember back in July, they had the whole thing about that team doctor. Um, I think he committed suicide in like uh, 2005, 2006. I'm not mistaken if I remember reading the article correctly. But they had the whole scandal with that where former players and students at Ohio State was accusing him and I think a professor at the school of like sexual like misconduct and assault. So that was like back in July. I oh my God, wasn't that was yeah. it a gymnastic scandal? Was that at Ohio State? No, that was that was Larry Nasser at Michigan State. Oh, but right, but right. it was it was inspired of that. Like people decided they can come forward. Let right. me see if I yeah. But still, like just to keep this to Urban Myers, but Yeah. Like so yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, the, you know, like I, I don't know how you can sit here and just deny, like, no, like we talk about this. How probably the most frustrating thing about this story to me, other than that there is this culture going on in the NCAA where they'll cover up these heinous things to keep guys who make them money. Yeah. What's almost more frustrating to me has been the response from randos on Twitter. Yeah, from just randos on the internet who are instead. Yeah, NCAA has had a terrible last three years yeah, of just as they should just just having this kind of stuff blow up yeah like we're talking about larry nasser larry nasser that's just like that's like the, that's like the pinnacle yeah of like just complete and utter like negligence on the part of ncaa and school officials yeah but you can see like <laughs> what i said and i talked about this the other week the thing that's been the most frustrating has just been the response of people just people who are just so so willing to buy into anything that they don't like is fake news yeah. Or that, you know, that reporters like Brett McMurphy does have like some kind of vendetta against, you know, whoever their favorite powerful white man is. Is Brett McMurphy an enemy of the state? Exactly. Like, but that kind of people are like, nope, this like, is like fake. Hillary, like Hillary Clinton. You know, people who are so will people who are so willing <laughs> to go, no, we just live in this reactionary culture. You just wanna wanna say anything before it's proven that he's guilty. Yeah. All all this political correctness. And by yeah, yeah, and by the way, uh yeah. back Urban, back when America was great again, yeah. you can just hit your wife and, and, the, and play football. And by the way, Urban Myers also said in these texts Tough tough perception world we live in. Tough perception world. From Urban Myers. It's tough. The perception people have when you've clearly been letting a guy beat his wife and then they're mad about it without a judge signing signing off on you being guilty. Look, Jake, it's, it's hard being complicit in this heteropatriarchal world. But it's a tough perception. They don't get it. He wasn't, it's, a real, it's a real tough job. He wasn't real found tough job. legally guilty. Yeah, my wife was texting her, hey, we all know what you're going through, and we're really sorry that you have to go through it. Can you get a restraining order? No, you can't because the justice system is weighed against victims of domestic violence. What? And then Urban can months later go, I had no idea. Yeah. This is... And then comes out and says, no, I had an idea. By the way, you see, like, a few days ago, I thought we were going to talk about this. A few days ago, Urban Myers then started claiming that, oh, no, it has to do with memory loss. Oh. Did you see that? No, I didn't. At one point, Urban because I guess he he's had, He conveniently had amnesia? He was claiming, like, he's apparently had some kind of, like, problems with, like, 
brain cysts since when which i guess is a thing like i guess he actually has had like <laughs> some sort of operations for like benign brain cysts but yeah no he was trying to pull out that card a couple days ago oh, oh wow. like well you know i might have memory <laughs> loss issues well you you know it's just they take out i have no idea what Urban meyer sounds like but you know maybe they um they take out the cysts and then i just forget that my coaches are beating their wives i i guess which I mean, that's just insulting to everybody's intelligence. Yeah. Like, how dumb does Urban Myers think all of us are? Uh, that we're going to be like, oh! That, that so explains you forgot, it. So you forgot the, about every single instance of this guy beating his wife, which was all the time. But in that same amount of time, with your brain being apparently soup, you've been able to successfully run one of the biggest college football programs in the country? Yep. All right, I buy it. All right, fair enough. Cool. He's he just got a spotty memory, you know. You body know. memory. I'm sure if you asked Urban Myers about a play he ran in like middle school in like '65, <laughs> he'd just recall it perfectly. But hey, does it's like, that... like a plan he play he ran like in Florida back in like 2011 yeah. in a national championship game. I'm he'll, sure he'd be he'll like, remember real quick. But if you're like, hey, is Zach Smith been beating his wife? He'd be like, what? <laughs> oh, oh man, old spacey man Myers here. Can't remember a thing. Oh man, I'd I'd forget my shoes if they weren't tied to my feet. Am I right, everybody? <laughs> it was the brain cyst. Yes, it was. It's all the brain cyst all along. Hashtag blame the cyst. Half. Yeah, can I get a brain cyst out? Like, can I get one and have it taken out? Because apparently that's just an excuse for everything. Yeah. That would be great. I'd love a built-in excuse to not remember anything ever. Ever have a bad take? A take that I regret immediately? Just blame it on the cyst. Yep. Blame it on the cyst. I had an open brain surgery five years ago. My memory is still a little joggy. To remove a benign cyst, and now I just conveniently yeah. forget. That probably things. wasn't even really in my brain. It's probably just like in between. Yeah. So my scalp and skull. So yeah, he was he was <laughs> he was claiming that nonsense. He was trying to claim that nonsense because once again, we're all idiots. But apparently, I'm kind of right though, because people because there are so many people still out there defending this man because they are just so built up against. I don't know what exactly it is. If it is like this idea of political correctness, if it's this like feminist war if it's <laughs> cultural marxism if it's cultural marxism fake news like i don't know <laughs> what like you know the people who just immediately like rally against this kind of thing and like are no you, are no. you telling me urban myers is, is trying to protect the state from withering away into pure common communal bliss I don't know, but like whatever it is, like these people, like these sorts of people who just defend these guys immediately and just refuse to, who just put their fingers in their ear because it's always the same people. Is, Ur what? is Urban Myers preventing the awakening of the revolutionary conscience of he, the proletariat? He could possibly, <laughs> he could possibly, but like whatever it is, like whatever exact force they blame for this, other than you know that we live in a society that's trying to acknowledge domestic abuse more, but but no, whatever you know evil force it is that's causing these things like i don't know but it's just it's upsetting to see just how much people would rather just blame the media for everything and anything and like i don't want to rehash this whole thing yeah because we did it from every conceivable angle i feel like last week and not a lot's really changed because we were kind of talking about it from the perspective that this was probably exactly what was going to happen and he was probably just going to get a light suspension and we'd be mad about it. So I can't act surprised because mm -hmm. I'm not. Are you? Not at all. So yeah. I, was, I, was, I was honestly, I was probably expecting two games. Yeah, so we could miss the TCU game. I mean, come on, we can't keep out against that. That's a ranked <laughs> opponent. Can't come out wrong, looking wrong with against the horned frogs. 
But no, but you know what's even worse about this to me? I kind of wish they would. I kind of rather they just not had suspended him at all. Honestly, in a way, because I feel like any punishment is acknowledging that he knew. And obviously he knew. knew. And yeah. obviously Ohio State knows he knew because he also told Ohio State. Yeah. And they did nothing about it. Yeah. So I'd kind of rather they just go, nope, no idea. We didn't know he knew. We don't think he did know. Because otherwise, like we talked about, I kind of feel like any scenario where he knew this was going on and didn't fire this guy, you, you need to get rid of him. So I'd kind of rather they almost take the stance that nothing happened. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because A, the punishment for this should be getting fired, and B, it kind of makes me mad because they're thinking, oh, well, if we just suspend him, all these people out here will be like, ah. <laughs> that, that will appease the masses. He got what he deserved. Instead, instead of just... just you don't dying get, with you, the lie. You don't get to you don't get to take that trip to Central Texas, Ooh, Urban boy. Myers. Ooh. No no turnpike for you, week <laughs> one. Like it's like like I almost like this is also kind of just insulting my intelligence. Like this is a, I had a brain cyst of suspensions. <laughs> but seriously, like they think that this is gonna make me now go make make you know, us people us you know, us us you know, us whiny liberals go, ah, he got what he deserved. Yep. I, 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 I maybe deep down in my core I'm just appeased. But I, maybe this was enough for me. <laughs> but no, like does any like does any <laughs> punishment at all kind of just act as an admission of guilt? Yeah. So yes, yeah, so I'd rather they just kinda if they're not gonna actually punish him properly, I'd rather not think this is what Ohio State think is proper punishment for covering up domestic abuse for almost a decade. Yeah, just a nice slap on her wrist. I would kinda rather like I'd rather they just deny it and I go, You guys, you guys can't deny it. I'd rather just do that game, but I can't. So, I guess Urban Myers got a small fraction of what he deserved. I guess. Like, I, I mean, you know, that's his a, wife, it's a very, very small fraction. You know, his according to his daughter on Instagram, uh, who's over eighteen. So, as far as I, I'm concerned, she's fair game for criticism. Yep, she's our age. That's my rule. Yep. Came out on Twitter and said, "These haters can only dream of being half the man he is." I I am not half the man Urban Myers is. Apparently. Social media has become a platform to spread hate and anger for so many. Oh my God, <gasps> I'm 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 already crying. But there are more people that have sent love, yada yada yada. The whole thing goes like that. Did you know that social media is used as a platform to spread hate I and lies? Not. I did not. But no, basically the basically like his wife <laughs> his wife can't even fight it in herself to go, and by the way, he didn't do it. Just to say, wow, social media is really mean. My dad's a really nice guy. A lot of people have said nice things to us since this started. No, no denial of guilt in this entire thing. And that's said just, Brett McMurphy's not half the man Urban Myers is. Yes, but no, like you go to Brett McMurphy's Facebook and people are just commenting like, you lost. This is all a scam. What do you have against Urban? Whoa, what do you have against Urban? Also, not a thing, but I'm pretty sure I saw some like Brett Murphy like tweeting at, I mean, uh, Zach Smith tweeting at Brett McMurphy. Oh God! I'm saying, not... saying like the whole thing's a lie. I think that was a Sports Illustrated article. Well, you know what? Maybe we'll pursue that. But anyway, I want to <laughs> put the I want to kind of put the close the book on this until you know the next chapter. All right. I don't want to spend another hour on this. So, even though I could, we are going to take a break here. We're taking a break. When we come back, we'll talk. We'll dive into some stuff going on in the NFL right now. Some Patriots stuff. I have a few uh, Des Bryant thoughts. I want to hop. I want to kind of put to paper. And we'll discuss all those things. If you want to chime in about anything we've been talking about, anything we're going to be talking about, don't be afraid to call in 401-456-9946 or 
401-456-8787. You're listening to Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley. Jordan Moment here alongside me, and we'll be back in just a minute. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. Do you know which tree Andy Jackson rested under on his way to the Battle of New Orleans? Which tree Abraham Lincoln used to cross a river? And what tree William Penn used as a landmark for his map? Taste the breeze, it's life inside you. Make a promise to the earth. There's an easy way to find out. Go to the National Arbor Day Foundation's website, arborday.org, for whatever you need to know about trees. At arborday.org, you'll find out what trees are right for planting where you live and that the oak is the people's choice for America's national tree. It was a Sunnybrook oak which Andy Jackson rested under on his way to the Battle of New Orleans. You'll have to go to arborday.org for the other answers. Plant a tree today for all the world to share. That's arborday.org. Okay, fellas, thanks for checking out our membership meeting for the unstoppable IOTA Gamma Kappa fraternity. Candidates will be notified around mid-semester. Peace, peace. Have a good day. Yo, can you believe that white boy showed up? Who, Justin? Yeah. I mean, he seems pretty cool. He's doing a lot of work in the community. He gets decent grades. Oh, yeah, I played ball with him the other day. Old boy got a mean crossover. Now, see, that's what I'm talking about. White people think that just because they can rap or hoop or something, they could be one of us. Now, what would happen if one of us went across campus and tried to join one of their fraternities? <laughs> Tell you what, it'll be a cold day and you know where before I let a white boy into this frat. You feel me? Nah, Trey. I don't feel you. The first step in fighting racial prejudice is taking a stand. Imagine the power of one voice. Find your voice at freedomcenter.org. A message from the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Ad Council. My name is Ruth Rusi. I'm a retired teacher. I'm 91 years old, and this is how I live united. I say retired, but not really. Once a week, I read books to children as part of United Way's education program. Reading to a child creates links between language and literacy. It creates a bond between grown-up and child. And believe it or not, it prepares them for a better academic future. Oh, we read about frogs and flies and pigs with wings, all sorts of juicy stuff. It's a joy to watch all those little faces. I figure I have the time and they have the need. And I've always believed that if we're not here to help each other, then what are we here for really? My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29 years old and I have a career that I love as a systems analyst. Career. It still sounds cool to say that word. I never could have gotten on this path without a college degree. And if the college me were here, he'd tell you. I never would have gotten to college without big brothers, big sisters. I could have ended up anywhere, on the streets even. But college? Joe Thompson? Not likely. My big brother helped me out. He taught me I could do anything at a time when a lot of people were saying just the opposite. And to a seven-year-old, that means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil, 
and Phil is the reason that this seven-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child, and that can last a lifetime. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. For the best local pizza, look no further than Big Tony's Pizzeria at 525 Eaton Street, Providence, featuring daily specials and free delivery until 4 a.m. Get a whole pie or just a slice at the home of the gangster rap. So call in at 401-490-0000 for a slice of the local favorite, Big Tony's. Often imitated, never duplicated. Company Smoke Shop and Vapor Lounge is Providence's premier smoke shop and vape supply store. Located at 10 Cedar Swamp Road, Smithfield, Rhode Island. Swing by when they open on November 2nd. Glass Company Smoke Shop, best smoking supplies in all of our eye. It's not the size that matters, it's the pleasure it provides. WXIN FM. WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley, Jordan Moment here alongside me. We've been talking Urban Myers mainly. One of my, uh, I guess one of my most well-regarded topics. One of the ones I'm most well-known for at this point. But we're here now. Back. We'll be diving into some Des Bryant stuff, some Patriots stuff. If you want to weigh in on any of these topics, do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946 or 401-456-8787. Or go on Facebook. Stay tuned to Facebook page, Mike Hayden Warrior live stream. Watch it there. Anyway, though, with all that, we're going to dive back into some more topics here. As I continue, continuously try to expand the Rejoin library. It's Cowboy Bebop's a fantastic show if you Fan- haven't seen it. Fantastic show. Started highly, re- highly recommended. Started rewatching it last night. Great. Yep. I'm already halfway through it. Yeah. Already halfway through on the rewatch. But 90s anime. Honestly, can't beat it. <laughs> Cannot. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Okay. But Patriots. Yes, Patriots. So, the Patriots, as they continue to hemorrhage mediocre wide receivers, the other day, two days ago, on Monday. Maybe, maybe they should just have Julian, Julian Edelman just, just play all the, all the wide receiver well, spots. Well, he's suspended four weeks. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Monday, Monday, Eric Decker, after signing with the Patriots for, at the beginning of August, really has already kind of called it quits, retired, and 
earlier before that. Earlier in the week. Kenny Britt, who they re-signed in the offseason. Yeah. Who I just kind of figured was going to make the roster by default. Was cut after having missed like 80 days with a hamstring pull. 80 days for a ham- for a hamstring pull? Yeah, and, and reports coming out. Not, that not he, a tear, a yeah, pull? And reports coming out that he wasn't exactly uh, in any rush to get back. So Kenny Britt was out. Eric Decker's out now. They cut Jordan Matthews. Yeah. Forever ago now, also because of a hamstring pull. And now the Patriots are in a position here where, yeah, as we've talked about, I didn't think Eric Decker was going to make the team to begin with. Because we talked about this after he got signed, and I said, like, I don't think Eric Decker is going to make the team. So maybe he retired because he saw the writing on the wall. Maybe he didn't feel like himself. I don't know. But the point is, he's not here. But I also thought Kenny Britt was going to make the team. Just because they needed another outside guy. I also thought Malcolm Mitchell would make the team, but look how that went. So, now the Patriots are in a position where their wide receiver depth chart is looking like it's going to be Edelman, Hogan, Dorsett, and then then I said maybe Braxton Berrios or Riley McCarron would come on and those guys would take Decker's spot, but neither of those guys have came on. At all, from what I've seen. Those have been the two guys I've been watching for the most in the preseason. Those guys haven't really done much of anything. I mean, Cordell Patterson has looked okay in the preseason. But, I mean, come on. How many... Every year, that's kind of the song and dance with Cordell Patterson. Is This is the year he's going to be a big threat at wide receiver. Ride recleaver. But... Yeah. that That's what you got, Patriots fans. That's what you have. And that's, I, I don't know. That sounds like a very deep wide receiver. That core. sounds like a deep, thick wide receiver core. Yep. Now, mind you, they do have, you know, when, you know, all the, you know, the, the Patriots lovers have been quick to point out that, well, you know, though, the pass catchers on the team are good, though. Look at that when you have James White, you got Rex Burkhead, you have Gronk, which is fair. I mean, that's fair. You have who might be the best tight end of all time. You have James White, who I didn't realize had 60 receptions last year. Uh, that's actually, until recently. So no, like they do have that, guys. That who actually can, does make sense. Yeah. No, but they do have guys who can catch the ball. I'm not saying that. Well, George is important. Yeah, but just still though, that doesn't excuse the wide receiver position specifically not being good. Yeah. Like the D line for this team is deep, but that's not distracting me from the fact that the linebackers are still terrible. Hey, if you have good enough D tackles, you don't need D linebackers. You see, like that's not how any of this works. Like, <laughs> just have your just have your DNs drop into coverage. <laughs> have Adrian Claiborne out there covering Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> just have them drop back. Malcolm Brown. Six. Hey, am I am have I getting back, back there on Tavon yards. Coleman for a second? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Danny Shelton. Am I? You want man up on Shady real quick? Real quick. Just, we got we got a few plays for you. Yeah. You know, I want to see that those coverage skills. You know, a little to, sick of a Landon Roberts. To put the right in when the backfield, when the running back comes out the backfield. We're going to need you to come from blocking some guard and just kind of get cover the wheel, all right? <laughs> Run sideline to sideline with him, all right? We just, we need you on the drag, baby. We need you. We need you out there, Dietrich. Come on, Lawrence guy. Come on. Come on. How fast can Bilal Powell be? Come on. You're only like, what, 320? You can, you can catch him. Yeah, it's not even a lot. Come on, man. Come on. You, you can be pretty light on your feet. 
So, you know, that's fun. But anyway, like the, like the line, like the wide receiver group, regardless of how, you know, that they do have some good pass catchers. Yeah, the, the, the wide receiver group still isn't good. Like, it, it's not good. Like, it, it's fine. We can admit it's not good. And yeah, there have been reports, and it's even worse than I thought it was going to be. Because at least at the start of the year, I thought somebody like Jordan Matthews or Britt was going to make the team. And now, now they don't. Like, now they have... Really, like, when Edelman's out for the beginning, first four weeks of the year, which I'm not even sure Edelman's going to come back as the same guy. I think it's kind of delusional to just assume that's a guarantee after, you know, tearing his ACL, being 32, and getting popped for steroids is going to come back and be fine. Maybe he is, but I'm just saying to, like, pencil that in as a lock? That's silly. What are you talking about, Heaty? No one, no one ever takes steroids in professional sports. That's silly. Not, not on my Patriots team. That's silly. Or that, oh, he didn't even need the steroids. It's fine. Yeah. He didn't even need them. He was just taking them, you know, they're like sugar pills, basically. They're not going to, you know, once he stops taking them, it's not going to affect his physique yeah. at all. No, 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 just, no. Just a little bit of glucose. No, Edelman, Edelman's just been able to play in the league at my size off of grit and... Yeah, grit and heart. Yeah, grit and heart. No, no way he's ever yeah, been on. You can do, you can do a lot with heart, folks. You know, he transitioned from quarterback at Kent State. You know, to play wide receiver off a of grit and heart only. No, no way he was doing anything. Not at all. All right, like, hey, if my mailman suddenly became a wide receiver for the Patriots, I wouldn't assume he was taking anything. Nope, just pure talent and determination. Pure, pure love of the game. You gotta have it. Pure, pure love of the game. I mean, that's that's why Rudy had a successful. 12-year NFL career. That is why. That is why. That is why that thing happened. Anywho, I get to bring back the crying Rudy thumbnail for this episode now. But <laughs> as one of my better thumbnails on SoundCloud, which you can listen to all recordings of the show on SoundCloud. On the, or download them on iTunes. Just look up the stadium experience with Jake Elmsley. But download the podcast, which we can now edit. Yep. Oh, yes. We have audition I'm, again. I'm back to being able to take commercials out of them. So look forward to that. Anywho, though, the position group is not good. And, you know, every now and then you, we've seen somebody pop up like, oh, maybe they're in on this guy. Maybe they're in on Randall Cobb. Maybe they'll try to trade for Demarius Thomas. And I've kind of fallen out of the habit of, like, if of addressing rumors one-on-one. -on -one. Just because this show is once a week, I kind of usually have other stuff to talk about. And I used to like doing that. I kind of just don't like doing that anymore. Like, that might just be a change in me and my approach, but I like if it's just one player, there's like a light rumor, I'm probably not going to touch on it too much. Unless it really intrigues me, or, or it's like maybe it's a player who I really like. But, you know, eventually, these kind of things pile up, and when they pile up, I eventually, you know, I eventually will find them worth talking about. And Belichick in his press conference yesterday, a lot of people talked about, you know, he made this comment about watermelon rolls when asked if he was scouting other teams. People thought it was funny, but also another thing he said, he was asked later on, is this one of the busy, and this is from his press conference from yesterday. Mm -hmm. Is this one of the busiest weeks in terms of trade talks between teams? And it depends. We've seen a couple of transactions the last few days. It's a lot of talk and we'll see how much actually gets done. And this obviously this question is probably asked, you know, because once again, the Patriots have been linked to Demarius Thomas. Mike Reese came out with a kind of with like a specific proposal that maybe the Patriots were negotiating a trade for Golden Tate that involved like a Landon Roberts and Malcolm Brown. Mm. And to actually find something that works for one team that works for the other team, then both teams want to do is less common. But I'm sure it's going to happen. And again, at this point in time, it's a little bit of making educated guesses to who's going to be available and who isn't. If you feel like you have to trade for a player to get the player, then you're more likely to make the trade. 
if you think you can get the player without trading for him, or if you have two or three players that if you get any one of those, you feel like that would help your team and doesn't necessarily have to be one particular one, then maybe you're not anxious to trade and you wait to see if that guy is available. And that quote's interesting. I think that quote's very interesting because obviously, you know, as Patriots fans, anytime any dude gets cut loose or any guy looks like he might be available, we all, you know, it's natural that people just, you know, like they respond to like Adam Schefter tweets with like, Patriots should pick him up. And we do that and we do that around him. I'm guilty of that too. But <laughs> something that's changed from the last few years here is that this is the second year where basically the NFL has changed the cut down rule in training camp to it used to be like after, you know, the first pre the second preseason game, you had to have 70, what was it? After the third preseason game, you had to cut your roster down to 75 guys. Yep. Then after the fourth preseason game, you had to cut your roster down to the final 53. But now since last year, it's changed now where you have to cut your roster down just from 90 to 53 after the, for, for, after the last preseason game, which I'd say on balance is probably better for the players. Yeah, gives you a little extra time to actually prove yourself. Right. Also, though, if you're an older guy, maybe you were hoping to get released. Maybe you don't get released when you'd like to get released a little earlier, so you have more time to latch under a team. But still, now for team building, though, I think that probably makes it more of a mess. Yeah. Because you just have every team cutting almost half their roster. Based overnight. Just loose. Yeah, and you have, like, whatever it is, 90 to, f that's, what, 37 players from 32 teams. That's... 11, t almost 1,200 players just out there in the open market. And every year, you know, usually this time of year, you at least see a couple of guys, a couple of legit veteran guys get cut for whatever reason. Yeah. Team wants to save money. They've been underperforming, yada, 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 but guys who can still play. And yeah, to see Belichick come out and say maybe we're looking at, you know, we're waiting you know, sometimes there's two or three guys you would like to see get cut before you see. You want to wait. I think we've seen the reports of maybe the Broncos are trying to trade Demarius Thomas. Maybe the Lions are trying to trade Golden Tate. Maybe Randall Cobb is on the trade market. You're seeing these guys out there. And usually once guys start getting put on the trade block in the NFL, it seemed like the last few years, that's usually more of a clock to getting cut is how that usually functions. Because not very often you hear a guy gets put on the trade block, nobody trades for him, and then they're like, oh, well, come back. We're just going to keep you the full year. It feels like you don't see that very often at all in the NFL. So it's possible that Belichick is waiting, knows that at least some combination of these guys are going to get cut, are yeah. going to be loose. He can go get them for free as opposed to giving up a pick for them mm -hmm. or giving up a player. And he can go sign them, which obviously is better. Now you get that guy for one less week in terms of getting him in here with Brady. But, it, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we're talking about the wide receiver position for the full whole year. I don't know how much the last week of preseason is really going to make a difference. But maybe that's the plan. Now, I'm also not going to look at that and go, oh, then they're fine and the plan's in place because these guys still have to get cut. Then the Patriots need to specifically convince them to come. So it's not guaranteed, but yeah, maybe Belichick is just sitting and maybe he's not even talking about wide receivers. Maybe he just means in general, like, because the Patriots, they need help all over the roster, it feels like. It feels like this roster is not phenomenal and has holes. So 
maybe just speaking more generally than that, but seems like Belichick's waiting for these final cuts to go through, and they have some guys who he's hoping it'll be fair they can target. Yeah. I mean, it seems it seems basically seems like a good plan. Right, and mind you, once again, I'm not going to give them credit for the plan. I'm not going to say Belichick's, you know. Mad genius yeah. Belichick. Yeah, until I see him bringing the player. Big brains, Bill. Yeah, and then when he brings, you know, then maybe when he ends up bringing in like Demarius Thomas or somebody on the vet minimum. Then then, then I'll sit out here and go, okay, fine, Belichick, you hoodwinked me. I was, I, <laughs> you, had, you had me frightened. And <laughs> Bill Belichick's done it again. Yeah, and mind you, I don't think even if they bring in like Randall Cobb, like now I'm going to sit here and be like, okay, the wide receivers are fine, but. I'll feel better. Yeah. Like, I'll certainly feel better. Until then, I'll still kind of say, like, why don't you just, like, like re-sign Amendola? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> or why didn't you not trade down all your draft picks and draft somebody like Anthony Miller? Yeah. Or Cortland Sutton? Or, you know, do something like that. But nevertheless... We're here. I mean, Elov just stepped in. I mean, do you have any thoughts on this? You're kind of eyeing me right now. Oh well, about what? Okay. Um, I mean, do you, I mean, just what I'm talking about here. I mean, do you think that like there's any any credence the idea that maybe Bill is just waiting for roster cutdowns and we're just all impatient and want to see trades now? Well, he's waiting for roster cutdowns because you never know what you're gonna get. You, some some teams are cutting because of cap space. Mm -hmm. Some people are get rid of some players because they want to resign their stars. You know, so. Mm -hmm. You have to wait on that. You can't just basically jump and then sign somebody, and then there's somebody that's better, right? That you that fits your system perfectly, mm -hmm. you know? Because you know, Bill Belichick, he's a system guy, mm -hmm. you know. Always find these players that fits his system. So that's basically it, right? And you see that, and you bring that up too. That maybe he's waiting to see other guys because he has brought in. Well, I haven't brought him, but like, yeah, Des mm -hmm. Bryant's been out there for a while. Yeah, Brand but Brandon LaFell's been out there for a while, but no, maybe it is really a matter of maybe Bill is might be interested in one of these guys. Maybe he is, but maybe he is sitting here and says, I just want to see everybody who's available. I don't feel like either of these two guys are going to get snatched up anytime soon. Right. So I want to see everybody who's available. And you know what? Maybe if somebody I like better doesn't come loose, then maybe I bring in Des. The then is, maybe I bring up LaFell. Yeah, Des may be a. Uh, uh, um the 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 guy that that everybody's like looking at because he, he because of his um the way he plays but he may not fit your system remember Ocho Cinco yeah true there well I do have some thoughts on Dez I do I do have like a big Dez segment planned for a little bit yeah but so, no I mean maybe it's just as an example maybe he's just waiting to see everybody possible is going right be exactly for them to go out and get because the Browns had a chance to to sign Dez right and what did they do they moved on from right him. there you go. You know, maybe you even see, I don't know, Josh Gordon become available out of nowhere. Like I don't think so. I don't know. I don't, I don't think Josh so. Gordon. <laughs> probably probably not Josh Gordon. I mean, why, I mean, at, what, I mean, at some point the Browns have to go, okay, we've had enough of this. No, like, no, we, no, we no, can, no, no, no. We no, can no. only hoard this guy for, for so long. They, no, no, no. They gave away a guy like him to the Atlanta Falcons. They're not going to do that again. They did do that, didn't they? <laughs> I mean, hey, never forget that the 49ers offered the Browns two first-round picks for Josh Gordon. Yeah. Mm. Never forget that Josh Gordon's played four games and ten games in the last four years. Mm. But it's not about it's not about how many games he played. It's his it's prolix. I mean the guy was, he, is that physical wide receiver. No, you're right, but I'm just saying like there there will probably be more guys available for the Patriots to at least look at and choose from. But no, like maybe they then go, mm, no, Brandon LaFell is the best option. Which I mean that would be upsetting. 
That yeah. Would, that would be sad. I'd be ups- I don't know if I'd if I'd be if I'd feel any better if they brought in back, you know, Brandon LaFell. But I mean, hey, Brandon LaFell has more rings than than Moss, so I mean Damn. Say say <laughs> Brandon, Brandon LaFell has more, more rings than Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my boy Shaquan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm talking about Charles. Oh, Charles, oh, Charles Barkley. Chuck. <laughs> yeah, so shout, I mean, shout, shout out to Chuck. So, yeah. I mean, you know, Brandon LaFell's had a... <laughs> oh, God, Brandon LaFell's not good. Damn, are you saying rings are the only thing that matters? Is the only thing that determines success in your career? I mean, if we well, want to do it that way, we could. <laughs> I mean, if we want, I don't know if I do it that. I mean, he has more rings than. No, he doesn't have more rings than Welker. Welker has a ring. No, I know he doesn't. He has more rings than Welker. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Right. Welker doesn't have a ring either. Welker has three Welker Super Bowl could have L's. A ring. He had it in his hand. Welker has three <laughs> AFC Championship rings. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that counts for something. I, I hey, would man, hope so. We're talking about the '60s, man. You win that AFC Championship. That that's something you put in your trophy case. You know, hey, you're the you're like the '68 Chiefs. Like you're pretty happy to be winning that bad boy. <laughs> the '68 Chiefs. I mean, hey, Joe Namath, he's pretty happy to get that AFC that AFC chip. <laughs> All right, like it's no, you know, if you're a. Uh, so um, yeah, so maybe guys are gonna get cut. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe they're waiting for somebody else's garbage to be cut loose. They can get they can get old shell of Demarius Thomas like. I, I mean, I'd be happy with Golden Tate. Like, they've been getting linked to Golden Tate. Like, I am all in on that. Let me tell you, I will I will take that. You know, even if these are guys who are, you know, losing out to, like, rookies. But, hey, you know, tis the way of the world here. So, anyway, with that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to do a dive into somebody that we've been teasing a little bit. A little, uh, a little convo. Real rap sesh about something real quick. And when we come back, we'll dive into that. You are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley. Jordan Moment, Elov now here with me. We'll be back in just a bit, and we will see you then. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. The wood from which tree clad America's Revolutionary War sailing ship, Old Ironsides. A tree that can live well over 100 years. Go to the Arbor Day Foundation website, arborday.org, to answer your questions about trees. Taste the breeze, it's life inside you. Make a promise to the earth. Live oak wood clad old Ironsides, which British warships could never sink. And once planted, sturdy live oaks can live for well over a century. Go to arborday.org for whatever you need to know about trees. See which oaks or other trees from America's abundant choices are right for planting where you live. See how to plant trees to help clear the air and protect the land. That website again is arborday.org. Plant a tree today for all the world to share. This week's episode, Rattlesnake at the Pond. Oh, Johnny, skipping rocks at the pond sure is fun. Hey, look, a moving stick. That ain't a stick. That's a rattlesnake. Sassy, we're in danger. Good idea, Sassy. Go get Mr. Gunderson. You 
will in a second, but first you'd like to tell us something we may not know about animal shelters in the United States? It's getting close, Sassy! <laughs> Approximately 8 million pets enter shelters each year? <laughs> the majority of which are in shelters because of owner-related issues that the animals have no control over? Sassy the rattlesnake! Save us, Sassy! <laughs> what, Sassy? You wish you were videotaping this? Sassy! Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Remember, adopt. My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We've been married 38 years, we're retired, and this is how we live united. We play golf and we travel, but we also decided we were going to give to and volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. I do the nursing at the clinic. I work the front office, checking in patients, greeting them, making them feel comfortable. United Way is how we contribute, because we know our time and money are going to the right places, the places that need it most and implement it best. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement too. We even get a few bless yous. It's incredible. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic, so we don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I'm working two jobs and my husband works too. My kids go to school with your kids. I sit next to you at PTA meetings. We live right next door. We've been neighbors for years. You know my family and me pretty well, but here's one thing you don't know. I'm one out of every six Americans, and my family is struggling with hunger. Like you, we believe in this country. What's hard to believe is in the land of milk and honey, how many hardworking Americans have to choose between paying bills and feeding their families. This is a problem with a solution. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for those around you quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is 90.7 WXIN. Mudolana! Well, 90.7 WXIN Stadium Experience. I cannot get the aux to work today. Let me tell you, we are not doing so well in the rejoins here, but that's okay. What we are doing well on with is content. Oh, yeah. Anywho, we have Jordan here with me. We have Elove here with me. We were just talking about the Patriots, wide receivers, you know, same old, same old. Maybe Bill has a plan. Maybe he doesn't. Who knows? Anywho, though, I want to transfer to something that has been the story. One of the storylines of that position. All, really, all summer. And that has been the lack of a contract for Des Bryant. And... Something I started thinking about the other night, and I tweeted about this for my Twitter followers, at Jake R. Elmsley, is... Feels like for a long time now, there's been, you know, the stigma around Des Bryant that he's a cancer, 
that he's a bad teammate, that he's a diva. It feels like that gets thrown around a lot with Des Bryant. At least those kind of that kind of rhetoric. And that's kind of been put. People have been saying, like, oh, maybe you want to sign Des Bryant, but you gotta you gotta get in there early. You gotta make sure it doesn't cause any trouble. You gotta make sure he knows what his role's gonna be. And maybe I'm the only one seeing this. But I started thinking about it and I really for the life of me cannot remember where that comes from. Like it's, it's, it's made up. Like where that perception of Des Bryant <laughs> kind of comes from. Des Bryant's been playing well, in the NFL for like all this many years, and we literally just started hearing about problems. Like, well, last, no, we've well, always heard about it. With it. we've always heard <laughs> that people say this kind of stuff about him, but we've never really heard example. I mean, early in his career, he had a few blowups, and he would, you know, I remember one. There was a game where he walked off the field, but yeah, like I follow the Cowboys pretty closely, and really, like, I always heard people say these things about Des Bryant, but never heard them say. Des Bryant doing these things. Well, they must have did that because of uh, something that happened earlier in his career. Mm -hmm. I think about him and his mother blowing up or something. Yeah. The, the and, and, and that also kind of like added to, you know, added to the, the, the fact that he's basically a diva. He doesn't right. do what he's supposed yeah. to do and all that. There was an incident with his mother very yeah. early in his career right. where he did uh, assault his mother. Right. Now, I've, mind you. I forgot about mind that. Mind you, there is, yeah. there, is a lot, yeah. there is a lot to unpack yeah. with that situation. Not not condoning that because obviously, you know, our stances on domestic violence on this show are very, very airtight. But mm -hmm. there was a lot of problems with his mother. Mm -hmm. It did not come from... Anything of a good background. Supposedly, mm -hmm. his mother was was a crack dealer. Mm -hmm. Not saying that that justifies it, by the way. Yeah. Exactly. Not saying like, hey, if your mother's dealing crack, you can go out and smack her. But mm. like, there was obviously some kind of situation there, and also that was a very long time ago. And also, you have plenty of other guys in this league running around, but but the do, thing the doing thing, that kind of nonsense. The thing about the NFL is that it has it has the memory of an elephant. They always remember the stuff like but that. But even then, and it adds to. The um your your mystique right, but even then it seems like the rhetoric around him has nothing to do with that though. It seems like the rhetoric around him is like you know he's a diva, he's a bad teammate. There are plenty of guys who have had you know who have done all this kind of crap, all this kind of criminal stuff, who you never hear them talk about any of the criminal stuff. And so oh they're a good leader, good teammate. It just it feels like wasn't wasn't this, this narrative is attached to him that I don't know what comes. Wasn't from. Randy Moss a bad teammate at one time? Yes, no, I mean, Randy I'm Moss sure was... sure everybody yeah, was a bad Ra team. Randy Moss was time. a pretty notoriously bad team. I mean, Randy Moss was a fit, always had... Well, Randy Moss had stuff like that follow him, though. Like in, no, the, the, thing, the, the one thing I can remember about Randy Moss was when he was traded or was signed right. with the Raiders. He did not. And he was, he was supposed to be the leader. And the Raiders were pretty bad... When he was there. Right, and he gave up on and them. He and he gave up on them, exactly. Right. And then, you know, when he was in Minnesota, you know, they had, you know, the Randy rule. Yep. Where they had to get him the ball so many times and he would get disinterested. Right. Like, there's that kind of stuff attached to Moss. Like, it just feels like I don't really know where this perception of Des Bryant has really come from. Because. And I feel like maybe it's kind of, and I know that usually I feel like teams aren't, priv like, teams themselves usually, like, don't buy into these things if they're not there and they're just created by the media. But. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like teams have just by the fact that he hasn't been getting a contract, just the language that's been <coughs> used when talking about him. 
it just it feels like there's this perception of des bryant being a diva being a bad teammate and maybe that kind of stuff was happening when he was in dallas and we didn't hear about it but usually you hear we about hear about that. everything that happens in Dallas. Yeah. But didn't he blow up on the sideline at one time? Yeah, on Greg Hardy. Exactly. Like, on Greg Hardy, there was... Right. A, and then there was one time he... Le- like, the only thing I could really pick out is there was one game that he left early, be- like, two minutes early, because, like, somebody did something stupid. Like, it, it, I, I turned the game off, too. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like... Like I said, like, there are guys who have had way worse off the field on-the-field issues that are in this league that are employed that you never hear about it with. Right. There are plenty of guys who have been worse teammates. Like, And I know that, you know, this this example is kind of, you know, players who don't, not even just, like, star top-tier players, like, just mid-range role-player guys. Like, and I I feel a little little weird using this as an example, but Mm -hmm. Brandon Marshall. Like, I know a lot of the problems he's had Mm -hmm. have had to do with, you know, Mm -hmm. mental illness and Mm -hmm. all that. He's been very forthcoming about that. But still, like, that's a guy who's had, you know, done all sorts of you know has not been a good teammate his whole mm-hmm. career once again a lot of it has has had to do with borderline personality disorder but right. nevertheless like that doesn't make a difference when it's hurting your locker rooms right. but you know he's still in the league and mm-hmm. he's he might not make the seahawks roster but still like he's a role player type guy at this point in his career he you have does. it feels like there's just guys all and i didn't I, I i didn't make like a list of these guys but yeah like not everybody who's in the nfl right now has been a perfect teammate their whole career Mm-hmm. And there are guys who have done worse things than Des Bryant on the field, of course. off the field. Yep. And it just, I kind of wonder why this narrative has been attached to Des Bryant for so long. And I've kind of just can't figure it out anymore. And if that's the reason, like, teams aren't signing him and they're just kind of buying into this kind of contrived media narrative or contrived fan narrative, I I don't know. I well, well, also, it, it it could it could also possibly be the numbers that he put up last last season. Yeah, sure. Like he didn't I mean, play well with Dak. Him and Dak did not gel. Yeah, exactly. But and also, there was never anything like him and Dak didn't get along, and he was like coming in and like yelling at him, and was like, "Hey, Dak, give me the ball!" Like, ah, but, I'm Des Bryant. Ah. But look what happened when they decided to cut him. Sure. He went on Twitter, blew up. Yeah, well, that was the whole thing. That 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 was. I remember that also basically added to it. Sure, like that that part, yeah, that whole storyline of that. But what what was that? Wasn't like he was mad at his coat at the coaches there for something? They were somebody said something about him on Twitter, Mm -hmm. or said something about him. Like I remember reading that and kind of I should have like refreshed myself in that. But I remember seeing that story and kind of siding with Dez Mm -hmm. for what whatever it was. Yep. Like there was something like Jerry Jones said that was like you know. Out of place and condescending, mm-hmm. as Jerry Jones tends to be. Yep. And I just, I, I do remember. But it's, it's, it all comes down to how they handled it anyway, because they weren't straight up with him. Right. You there was something saying? about that. No, it was like it was something where, like they kind of screwed him over. Right. Exactly. And he was mad about it. Right. And they're like, "Well, there's," and then everybody's like, "That's just dead being dead." Right. But it's like that's not like he's. What does he do stuff like this? Really, like. All the memes that Des didn't catch it, but mm-hmm. like I, I just I, I don't know. Like I don't really understand why people have like deemed this player such a cancer that you can't have him on your team or you know, if you're going to like you need you need to get him in there day one and be like, Hey Des, we're not taking any of your crap mm-hmm. when you have like fifteen other guys behind you who have like hit their wives and like yep. gotten caught at traffic stops yep. drunk 
and passed out like, oh, Michael Floyd, who the Patriots brought in. Mm -hmm. Almost immediately in like week 15. Like, yeah. or it just, or, you know, Janoris Jenkins, who had a dead body in his house, like, a month but ago. he had nothing to do with it. He wasn't even there. <laughs> like a month ago, yeah. He convenient. Was, he was out of the country at the time. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> convenient. So basically, that's what it is. You know, like, dead body in my house. What the hell? Oh wow, that's, so that's, a, that's an interesting phone call to get. Exactly. That's a way. That's a that's a way to set up an alibi. Yep. But <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Like I just. I gave my brother the key to my house and he started killing people. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. That's oh how it is. Oh my god. Oh man. Like I just I, I just it it just like there are so many other guys who have done so much other stuff who you just never hear about it. Because they're not superstars. But it feels like every other sentence about Des Bryant, like somebody brings up the like, oh it's cancer. Yeah. Bad teammate. Yeah. And I, I just I kind of don't get it at this point. So is that one of the reasons why the Browns didn't sign him? I just feel like people just have this whole this have so much built up around Des Bryant that's maybe not there, or maybe he's just a dick. Like maybe he is honestly just comes off as a dick in person, mm. and we just I just don't know. But I I don't know. Like Adam Jones is getting meetings right now. Like yeah, didn't he sign with uh? Who did he sign? I don't with? know if he signed. But I know we had a meet. Maybe he did. But like he a, signed with somebody. Did he? Adam Jones signed with somebody. Yeah, he signed. yeah, he signed with the Broncos. Yeah, like you see what I'm saying though. Like, Man. but 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 look who <laughs> so look, no look who's the head coach. He worked in in Cincinnati, so he was one of the uh, defensive back coach. So, the head coach, Vince Joseph, worked in a. Yeah, he was he was, was a defensive he back coach. Okay, but still, like that doesn't make it better. Like, yeah, oh, so I I saw I saw Adam Jones every day though, so it's yeah. fine. Yeah, like you know, like it's just like. Like guys are going by all, and my mind you, like in defense, like de like people do bring up Adam Jones and the stuff he's done every other right, sentence. Exactly. Like, it's not like people are like people just talk about Adam Jones, like he's freaking out uh, Jerry Rice, but yep. like yeah, like it just feels like I don't know, like I just kind of don't know why Dez has been labeled as like this like <laughs> Mart like the pariah, like Dez Bryant is a pariah, and you just can't touch him. I mean, like Jordan, what what do you oh, think? Man. Like, do you think Dez Bryant's some like unsignable dick? Like, I just don't see where that comes from. No, if Adam Jones can get signed, I don't. <laughs> yeah. it, I'm just beyond my conception why someone hasn't given Des Bryant like a contract. It, like you maybe know? it is seriously just like you know, like he's older, like he's like he's obviously obviously he's not Des Bryant. Like you're not get 1,280 receptions out of him and like 13 touchdowns, but like he has a role he can play. Seemingly he's willing to play it, mm -hmm. but it just feels like. But you feel like you're not reading about that. It feels like everything you see people say about Des Bryant is. Well, he's a locker room problem, so you can't bring him in when I just, I don't know. I feel like I've never read. Like, Richie Incognito got another chance. Yeah. 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 From from the uh, the Buccaneers to the, from the uh, Bills. Yeah, the, from the Bills. Dolphins to the Bills. Yeah. And, and they're like, ah. And then Rex Ryan's like, I want all the bullies on my team. Ah, make everybody on the other team want to kill themselves. Mm -hmm. Call everybody an N-word. Do whatever you want over here. Have you ever read like the full reports on like the stuff that does like that Tavich Incognito was doing? No, oh, yeah. Like if you're like it is like a whole Deadspin article I read yeah. like last year that like collected everything he was doing. What terrible, mm -hmm. bad. And, and also then, the example I always like to bring up is that Dante Starworth killed somebody. Yeah. <laughs> He's still playing. He he killed I mean, somebody. Ray Lewis just made the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, uh, but Dante Starworth <laughs> actually killed somebody. Killed somebody verified. <laughs> Verified <laughs> kill. Verified killing. Oh, man. He's got that notch. Yeah. <laughs> like, death, he didn't try to hide from it. 
Oh, man. But it's just, I, I, I don't know. Like, I would like to see the Patriots sign Des Bryant at this point. Like, they could use him. But like, maybe Des Bryant is, does, is not a fit for the, the Patriots. Like, I just feel like with the wide receivers they have, like, they can figure out a role. Like, obviously, but, like, nobody they're going to bring in at this point is going to be, like, a complete receiver who's going to play all three positions. Like, at this point, like, they're, they're trying to bring in role players just to make the core better. Like, there's yeah. a role for Des Bryant. Like, just send him when you're in the red zone and throw it up for him. Like, they, they can use it. They brought in guys. Like I just said, like, they brought in Michael Floyd. Yeah, they brought in Michael Floyd. Like Michael Floyd, like got arrested for pulling out for get, being drunk and falling asleep at a red light. Hey, they brought Be- him in. better off doing that than killing somebody. Yeah, fight Dante <laughs> he could have killed somebody. <laughs> it all comes back full yeah. circle. He could have yeah. <laughs> killed somebody. He fell asleep while the car was moving. Oh my god! Like it just like I don't know. Like it just I don't know why. Like it was just like my Des Bryant now is like. The line for like guys you can't it just feels silly. like maybe it's literally just a fit thing and maybe they're just waiting to see like if somebody better gets loose right. then fine but like if the reason is just they're like yep that's de-. like i feel like belichick would have buy into that stuff because belichick doesn't even know what twitter is i'm sure but oh come on now he, he does man come on you have to be behind the rock not to know what twitter is he might he might be aware of it he knows he knows, <laughs> where, he knows where watermelon rolls are okay <laughs> he knows what watermelon which look delicious but i hate watermelon so <laughs> And I hate it because watermelon looks delicious, but I hate the taste of watermelon. Okay. Can't stand it, but it's like such a delicious looking for, I love the texture of watermelon. I just cannot stand the taste. Do like cantaloupe though. Big, big yep. cantaloupe guy. Yep. All right. All right. That's I fair. If, I don't know if that's a take that's going to get me in trouble, but mm. <laughs> big cantaloupe Cantaloupes. guy. Love <laughs> me some cantaloupe. But yeah, like I just, I just, I don't. I kind of don't get why, like, it feels like Des Bryant is, like, the poster child for, like, being, like, a locker room problem. Uh-huh. I just I just kind of don't get it. Like, the guy was kind of a dick early in his career. Yeah, like, he, you know, he threw hands with his mom once. That's not good. He shouldn't do that. Never do that. Mm-hmm. But just, like, I'm operating within the bar that's previously been set by the NFL. Right. Not by me. Yeah. By the league. By the guys who are allowed to continue in that league. Like, I, I don't. Feels like Des Bryant's just like an, just another guy. Yep. Like another guy with a not so great track record. But yeah, like he hasn't killed anybody. Exactly. Yeah. Like he hasn't, you know, he doesn't fight dudes in airports. Yeah. Hasn't been arrested for insider trading. Like, Ooh, he, like just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. That's just a sore. Yeah, we'll get. We'll jump on that one in a second. But yeah, like it just. I don't know. Like I just had that thought and I was like, and no, you know, nobody responded or liked my tweet because nobody. I'm just yelling into the void on Twitter there, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm just screaming into an empty void by myself on Twitter. Wow. And then I come here on Wednesdays and scream into an empty void in the studio. Yeah. Unless I talk about Urban Myers, which just bumps up my SoundCloud listens for some reason. Hey. I mean, hey, whatever plays, plays. We brought it up again today, but... It must... It, your your, uh, your, your uh, thing must have gotten into uh, Ohio, and they just basically like, what is Yeah, they're hate, they're hate listening to me what? in Ohio. Ohio, yeah. man, they like... What? He called <laughs> us an inbred like five times. times. Yep. Like, what? He just throws around that word like nothing. Oh, uh, let me talk to him, please. Because <laughs> hey, these guys dumb. 401-456-9946. <laughs> exactly. All of you out there in Columbus. Call up now. <laughs> all of you all out there in Columbus. <laughs> Let me tell you, I've been to Ohio. Yep. Drove through Cleveland. You know what they do in Cleveland? 
They have days where they put on where they put road signs that say, "Hey, the air isn't great. Keep your windows up." Oh, damn! Like, that happens like regularly. Wow! Like, they have just is this day- a real thing? I was in Ohio and there were signs that said, "Hey, the air is not great. Keep your keep your windows up." Wow! And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like wow. they're not solving the air. Like the like, the problem it's too go, too far gone. Like we can't fix it anymore. Just don't breathe it. No wonder the Browns suck. They all can't breathe. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're breathing bad air. They're all out yep. there inhaling toxic fumes. Like <laughs> listen, Maybe. they they did the worst thing ever. The, the site where they used to have Municipal Stadium, right, is the site where John Elway basically killed them, right, in yep. the AFC Championship. They proceeded to build a new stadium right there. Bad place. Yikes. Yikes. And this is what, d- yeah. That's Yikes. why they're having so much the bad luck. The curse. Yikes. It's curse, man. I mean, hey, I mean, They can't even find a quarterback. Hey, well, at least they kind of cursed Elway because he can't find a quarterback either. But I'm just- <laughs> but Elway has no, no. He drafted Paxton Lynch. Yeah, but but he has two Super Bowl wins. He does, doesn't he? He yeah. has two Super Bowl wins. Yes, yes, Thank he you. Does. He has one ring as a, as an executive. Exactly. Over the husk of Peyton Manning. Yep. <laughs> he, some, he, the corpse of Peyton Gary Manning. Kubiak. Gary Kubiak kind of just sewed the corpse of Peyton Manning and Brock Osweiler together and got enough to beat. A very unenthused Cam Newton, right? And the Patriots when all their receivers were hurt. Oh, the defense won the game. For or the them. or the and the Patriots when they were throwing the ball to Brandon Bolden because they had no wide receivers. But good thing they didn't have Des Bryant then. <laughs> yeah. That would have been 2015 Des Bryant. That would have been nice. So that was oh, like that, 2015. That been great. Oh yeah, no, yeah. That Woo-hoo. was that was the uh, that was the first Dak year. Actually, no, it doesn't no, that, that wasn't the Dak. That wasn't uh, Dak no. The first year, yeah, the year the Broncos won the Super Bowl was the first Dak year. Really? I think. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. That was no. Yeah, no. Bryant Des went off that year. Yeah, yeah. Then he got a big contract, and then the, no, no. He got the big contract after the Green Bay, whatever. The Green Bay drop. Yeah, he got the big contract after that because he had a really good year, and Romo had a really good year, and Demarco Murray had a really good year. And yep. like, wow, this is gonna last <laughs> forever. <laughs> Demarco Murray he rushing <laughs> for twenty, <laughs> what twenty one hundred, like eighteen hundred yeah. yards. Eighteen hundred yeah. yards. And yeah. then Chip Kelly's like, I want that. Yep. Except I want you to do the opposite of what you're good at. Right. And I want Sam Bradford. And I want. He Bradford. was trading away Chip Kelly's everybody. Like, I want Shady McCoy, you're out of here. <laughs> I want DeMarco Murray and Sam Bradford. Oh, over Philadelphia Nick, went nuts over when he did that. Nick Foles and LaShawn McCoy, which I mean, like, I guess all's well that ends well. Wow. Because the Eagles have a Super Bowl now. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, what a, what a. What I'm a, so shocked about the Eagles run last what year. What a what a what a what a story that reads as though. Like they had Howie Roseman, they were making moves. I was like, nah, I never would have thought you would have told me in 2016 is oh yeah, by the way, the Eagles. Not yeah. with Chip Kelly. <laughs> They're gonna be it. Led by Doug Peterson. Because the Eagles are gonna be like, hey, you know what was pretty great? You know, you know what we have fond memories of? The Andy Reid era. Yeah. Let's just yeah. bring in let's just bring in young Andy Reid. Let's just yeah. let's just do that. Let's just let's go back. This Chip Kelly thing. Nah, good idea. Spread offense, bad move. Bad move. We were starting Mark Sanchez. He was doing all kind of goofy stuff. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, no. We had Darren Sproles. That's pretty fun, but no. <laughs> Darren Sproles. He kept around Riley McCarron a long time. No, Riley Man, Snat. I love name, Philly the Radio. Guy. I love Philly Radio after every uh, every loss um, in, in the, uh, what's his name, Zara? Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly era. Oh, man. When he did something that was completely foul. 
Oh. He's like, hey, Venom. I'm going to trade a first-round pick for... I'm going to trade Lashawn McCoy for Kiko Alonzo. I said, Mr. Lurie, when are you going to fire this guy? He's the, he's basically basically messing up your team. I'm going to give Byron Maxwell a boatload of money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give Byron Maxwell just oh so much money. Yeah, Eagles were a mess. Just so much money. Wow, Riley Nash is an open racist? Well, we better keep him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we better keep this guy. He gets like 400 yards a year. Listen, yep. listen. He might he might throw down some some slurs every now and then. But listen, Ugh. man, come on. You're not gonna find a better fourth receiver than that. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna find a better fourth receiver than oh, that. Oh man, that was Whatever so goof, funny. What are the goofy stuff that Chip Kelly doing? Like immediately they gave him personnel control and he just destroyed that team. Oh yeah, like almost like overnight. He's like, hey, Deshaun. Bye. Jeremy Macklin, no. Jeremy, don't out. want you. Deshaun, don't want you. <laughs> Shady, bye. Bye. We want Kiko Alonso. God, I remember reading about that trade. I was remember, like, what? I read about that trade and I was like, who even is Kiko Alonso? How rare it is for me to read. You know how rare it is for me to read a trade and not know somebody who's involved. Like, you know how rare that is. I was like, who who oh is Kiko Alonso? And there were Eagles fans who were like, oh, well, he's a linebacker, so he's yeah. gonna get better. Yeah. And then people were like, Shady's a running back, so he's not valuable. I'm like, okay, well, that's fair. Right. <laughs> according to your rules, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, I mean, according to Jake Ellenzy rules of team building, I guess that wasn't the dumbest thing to do. But oh yeah. my god, god, what goofy moves did he make? Oh man. And then like for. No, but you know, you know, you probably forgot. Who? Remember, he was coach of the 49ers last year. Like, does everyone else just kind of forget that? Like, I forget that he was coach of the 49ers. For well, a he year. didn't do anything stupid. That's yeah. the problem. And then he just went, ah, this I'm is going back idea. to the college. Like, this is a bad idea. Yeah, He's I'm like, going back to college. Idea. Going no, back he, to college. he started playing Gabbert. Like, he did some silly stuff. He was like, ah, dude, uh, Colin uh, Kaepernick, uh, ah, Blake Gabbert. Uh, ah, this is both bad. Yeah, it's horrible. Man, nothing's good here. There no. God, what the goofy stuff they do with the Eagles. Oh God, he just kept. He just kept. Like it was so fun though, because usually nothing happens in the off season. He just mm. went off. Yep. Like he just started going off. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Can you make yeah. any sense out oh, of no, this?" Oh no, they cut Deshaun no. Jackson. Not even to let him go, they cut they him. They cut him. Yeah. They're like, "Ah, oh, yeah. we don't want you. We're we gonna cut you. you. Yep. We're gonna cut you because I'm Chip Kelly and." Yeah. Might be a little racist on the inside, but now I'll never tell. Yeah. Oh, oh what God. a time. Now he's a head coach of UCLA. Like Ugh. they're probably gonna do good. So yeah. you know, good for him. Mm-hmm. You know, every everybody knew he would have done anything to have Marcus Mariota. <laughs> but he couldn't get him. He couldn't get Marcus him. Mariota the goat. Couldn't yep. get the, the goat Yoda. <laughs> goat kiss Mariota. <laughs> the hero of Tennessee. The hero of Tennessee, yes. But yeah. beat, that 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 catch is crazy. Beat, yeah. the Chiefs, beat the Chiefs, coached by former Eagles coach Andy Reid. So you know maybe Chip Kelly would have been able to. Are we gonna do? Are you gonna do a show of predictions? Eventually. Cool. But yeah, so Chip Kelly. Yeah. Uh, who would have guessed that the college offense was a bad idea? In the NFL? Mm. Not I. Yeah. Uh, man, mm. there was a there was a point when it was looking like maybe RG three was gonna go there with Chip Kelly. And I wanted that so badly because that would be a ball of things I don't like. Mm. <laughs> I was so excited for that. Wow. I'm like, I was reading rumors about that. I was like, oh, please let that happen. <laughs> oh, please, I just this, this just ball of things I don't like. Yeah, make them all fit together and fail miserably. But it didn't happen. And now he's at UCLA. So anywho, one last thing before we go. This will be the last thing. I don't want to talk about baseball today. 
So today, breaking news this morning, I got in the brief within eh, 20 minutes of a breaking. So, you know, not a bad turnaround here on the 90.7 news sports and talk, news and sports brief. You know, not, yep. get, get you the news as it happens is that former Eagle, <laughs> not a draft pick of Chip Kelly, however, former Eagle, <laughs> exactly. current Brown. Oh, I just hit my chair. Former Brown, Michael Kendricks, at about 11 o'clock today, was charged by the federal government. Specifically by U.S. Attorney, this can't be his real name, William McSwain. Yeah, that's his, that's his real name. Charged him with insider trading. And then maybe 20 minutes later, Michael Trendricks released a report through, released a statement through Ian Rappaport that basically was like, yeah, I did that. Yep, that was me. $1.2 million. My mistake. I accept full responsibility for my actions. And... <laughs> No, I, see, 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 yeah, I have a problem with that. With what? I, I have a problem with the the insider traffic. I, I I feel that you're trying to give your peoples the hookup. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean that's what he got. He, he got charged he, for. He, he got the hookup, but, it's, try, but it's a hookup of stocks on the international market. <laughs> but no, he explained that. He ex- and this is how he explains. Hang on, here's yeah. how he explains it. Four years ago, I participated in insider trading, and I deeply regret it. I invested money with a former friend of mine who I thought I could trust and who I greatly admired his background as a Harvard graduate and an employee. And this is what made him trust him mm-hmm. of, of Goldman Sachs Ooh. gave me a false sense of confidence. Ooh. Goldman, Goldman Sachs, Sachs, Goldman which, Sachs, which almost single handedly tanked the U.S. Was, economy. Exactly. Goldman Sachs. Like, oh, Goldman Sachs. Well, those are the guys I can trust. <laughs> Four years ago, Goldman Sachs. <laughs> <Yeah>. 2014 <laughs> Goldman Sachs. He's like, oh, well, I guess that housing. Still crack. crawling out the recession, Goldman Sachs. Yep. <laughs> well, you know. You know what? Like, you guys got that bailout. I'm sure you learned your lesson. Yep. All right. All right, young Michael Kendricks. Mm. Yeah, and he made $1.2 million doing this. But you got to realize, this is Michael Kendricks on his rookie deal. Like, I mean, that's a lot of money for anybody. But, like, Michael Kendricks was maybe making, like, $2 million per year mm. on his rookie deal. So, like, that's money. That was almost a year's salary he made on the insider trading. Indeed. And, yeah, I mean, Elov, you sound like you're pretty pro insider trading. Y- oh, Something yeah. you're on board with it. I am on board with it. <laughs> it's called the hookup. <laughs> you know something's gonna go good. You tell your buddies about it. Put your money in. You get rich. Yo, son, I know. I know. I don't know. This, this ain't private yet. Yeah. I mean, this ain't public yet. But I'm gonna no, let you know. I'm gonna uh, give people, you the, people I'm, call. Is, is the night train just a stock tip show? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm gonna give you the four one one. What's going mad, down? Just mad money with evil with no, everything. No, seriously, Sit, buy six hundred, buy six hundred stocks in this by Thursday. I mean, come on, man. Listen, the change is about to come down I mean, the pipeline. See, your money will triple instantly. I mean, what's what's the name that that has the um that home thing? Uh, what's her name? Um, Martha Stewart. Didn't she go to jail for? Inside the trading? Yeah, it looks that yeah, way. And, Thank you and, very and much. tax fraud. Yeah, looks, like Michael, looks like Michael Kendricks might be going to a federal jail. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, no, no. He's not going to no federal jail. He's going to a country club. Because he's not a politician. That's a good point. He gets to go to a white-collar jail, though. Exactly. And me and Ela, me and Jordan were talking about this before the show. Like White-collar white collar jail. White-collar. Kind of that's white-collar crime. This is kind of a come-up for the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, now you have players committing white-collar crimes. Inside right. trading? This is, yeah. That's, this is kind of a come-up. Like, exactly. That's, 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 that's like, that's like real. American right In a weird way, like this is kind of a come up for the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. He gets he gets to go to the fancy jail with all like the former congressmen and CEOs. Indeed. He gets to go like play squash and (laughs) and cricket and all that stuff. Yep. What you in here for? (laughs) 
Inside the training. For my real? <laughs> so that's gonna man. be my man. You got what? any more you got any more stock tips for us <laughs> while we in the joint? <laughs> Say good on you, kid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I he, got the, I got the hook yeah, up. Come, be like, when you get through. on probation in six months, I'll, I'll come and come I and see me sometime. <laughs> oh man, I'm just saying, man. Dude is going to jail to give these people the hookup. Come on, yeah, man. It's gonna be like him and Bernie Madoff just hanging out together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bernie Madoff, Bernie oh. Madoff and his protege Michael Kendrick. Yeah, they're gonna roll up and they're like, "Yo, I want to meet the man." Well, he he he, and he's so block D. All right, cool. <laughs> you know, maybe you know, maybe maybe he's the one who slipped this himself. Like maybe he's just like he's just had enough of being in Cleveland after like two months. Oh come on, man! And he's just like, no, but you he's like, just... hey, federal government, I insider traded. Oh God, take me away! Oh, all you have to do is not show up for anything that would cut you. That's no, it. No, no, no. He didn't want to risk that. <laughs> they haven't cut Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon hasn't played in like four years. They're still oh keeping him. God. He's like, oh. he's like, nope, can't take that risk. They might keep me. Oh my! I gotta, <laughs> I gotta do time. I gotta oh do hard time. It's either I do six months in the white collar pen <laughs> or I play for the Browns. Exactly. What's gonna hurt my career more? Oh, I gotta, I gotta skip a season. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I gotta sim to the end. Yeah. Oh see, see, I gotta go away for seven months. I gotta nope. hit sim to end here. I got, they gotta put me on house arrest. Oh my goodness. <laughs> is he, is, is he gonna get out for good behavior if he's like? Who Indeed. knows? Who, Come on. who? Okay, who what? isn't on good behavior in a white collar prison? Like, <laughs> they don't have like gangs in those. Like, no. <laughs> nobody's like misbehaving in oh those. I God. feel like I imagine. Oh man, that is. I want to see like much. a lockup episode of a white collar prison now. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. How's that not been a thing? Is that, is that do those exist? Yet what? I want to see an episode. Of, they do. I want to see an episode of lockup. Have you ever seen one? Or are you just assuming? A wisp? No. There is one, but they just don't show it because <laughs> those, it those, will offend people because those minimum those guys, security prisons. Exactly. Those guys that take people's money, you know, and embezzle they're doing, it. And they're shit, doing fine. They they're just basically like sitting there like, these guys are not doing a hard time. They're just sitting around playing squash. It's like the episode of American Dad where he exactly. goes and they don't want to leave. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this so, thing doing hard time. Come on now. So yeah, so Mike, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Kendrick's life looks like it's going to get a little cushier for me. Uh, hey, of course. Of course. <laughs> I was trying to find a good drop from the Wolf of Wall Street for this, and I could not find one. I could not find one I could play on air. Why not? I See, could not there's, find this. There's a lot of them. Nah, I couldn't find one. Couldn't find a good one in the time I had. Well, I was trying to also, like, jury rig audition and record off my desktop. Yeah. So, oh. anyway, uh, uh. Michael Kendrick's, you know, shout out to you. You have a supporter here in Elo. Damn. <laughs> Elove is, is with white collar crime. Indeed. Elove is about it. Yep. Oh, Elove's probably getting audited after this. As soon as, oh, you <laughs> as, soon as anybody hears this show, the, yep. I, the IRS listen to us right now. The yep. IRS is our biggest. Who's that guy? <laughs> the biggest listener. Yeah. Who's that guy talking right about the hookup? <laughs> <laughs> Let's audit him. Wait a minute. He didn't pay any taxes. Elove's about to get audited. Yeah. Yeah, the IRS about to get an FCC report. So you should look into this guy. <laughs> he might be up to something. <laughs> this this Elove. They listen to they listen to the night train. It really is like you play hip hop for twenty minutes and shop. Like okay, everybody. Yep. Now here's. The deal. Here's the deal here. Shell is about to fire their CEO. <laughs> oh, yeah. So sell, sell now. Sell. It hasn't been reported yet. <laughs> Go in there and sell, sell, sell. No, you know what you want to get? I got the memo this morning. You love as a pager. No, no. No, no. You, no, no. You know what you want to do? Get um that movie, uh, what is it? Trading Places. Yep, yeah. Trading Places. <laughs> 
Get traded places, oh, yeah, man. I have my juice stock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go in there and buy something. I've always theorized that he loved my secretly be a billionaire and isn't telling any of us. <laughs> I've always, that's always been a low-key fan theory of mine. <laughs> you got to check, you gotta check e- Elo's freaking his, his contact. You got the Rolodex. Yep. <laughs> Just numbered. Yep. You can't, you can't keep it on the cell phone. That's, that's, that's how they get you, you. That's why he's in here. That's why you keep the, the, keep the Rolodex the, in the safe. That's why you're at the office all the time so you can make these calls from the landline here. No, so can't seriously. Back to you. Yeah, because seriously, man. Every time I, I contact my money manager, I, I said, I want to buy this. Is, is what you know about it? Hey, man. Just buy the damn thing. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is he admitting so, Wait a minute. Is he admitting He was on the phone to talk about, hey, hey, I don't know. What, you, what do you know? What do you know? <laughs> Look, man, just buy the damn thing. Just buy the damn thing and so call it a day. So I don't pay you commission to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not giving these dividends to ask questions. Just buy and sell, man. Just buy and sell. Damn. Your commission will be paid. <laughs> So yeah, we're all over this. I guess everybody's just you're making the you're not even making the calls from your own desk. You're doing it from like Joe's. Oh yeah. So even if the calls get traced back, you're the trace to Joe's phone, yep. not even yours. Exactly. It's a beautiful thing. But that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, it's, hey, it's a come up. Call it's, a it's come a, up, and he's called he's a hookup. He's not beating his wife. Like he's no. not falling asleep at the wheel of his no. car. Like that is a come up for NFL players. Exactly. Uh, what, what, if he gets off, like does the NFL have a suspension policy for white collar crime? I don't know. They don't. Like do you? They like, don't. No, not like, at hey, all. Uh, in the CBA, it says you get you get three games for insider trading, Michael. But I doubt God. it. Does not. <laughs> I they, doubt and it. NFL never in a million years expected a like, player think, to be like, inside trading. Exactly. Never in a million years. Think of all these rich. Oligarchical owners sat down and went, huh, they'll never do insider trading. They're not us. They're not but us. It, wait a minute. Is that the dude that was basically telling everybody that if they put their money in No, something- no, that was that was Carl DeSib, who was his teammate. He's probably looking at him now like, Michael, <laughs> Michael, this is not what I was talking about. Or maybe it is what he's talking about, and Carl and DeSib is also about to get arrested. <laughs> It's a whole ring. The whole Browns. The front Cleveland seven. Browns. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. Oh pl- all of them are inside the trading. Traders. The entire team. They've all been giving. They've been losing. They're all giving everybody a hookup. They've all been losing on purpose for the last few years to cover it up. So They're point shaving exactly. too. Exactly. They've been running. They've been running a mill at Vegas oh for the last like five years. Yep. It's gonna be like oh, yep. And if you don't put together by the end of the season, follow all of them because one way or the other, they go going to Vegas to collect Jamie, the money. Jamie Collins is just getting calls from like energy corporations all exactly. the time. <laughs> oh, man. It's just beautiful. Oh, God. What a t- I'm just That's saying. where Josh Gordon's been this whole time. He hasn't even been. He's been fine. He just kept up and go off and, that's, and that's hide money saying. matters. He's been, he's been running the books. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, now I'm feeling all right now. They've only, back. They, they haven't been drafting players off the top. They've been drafting players specifically who they think would be the best find. Oh, my the goodness. Best brokers. That's a beautiful. The like Cleveland after, Browns see this, this kid, are worth this, $5.6 billion. How the hell did that happen? Every player's net worth has quadrupled in the last two years. See, this kid, this say he was, no, don't, don't, don't draft him. But yeah. draft him. He, yeah, he, major, draft, he yeah. majored in accounting. accounting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, my... <laughs> Oh, Johnny man. Manziel just got too close to the sun. Johnny exactly. Manziel found out what's going on. <laughs> nope. Yep. Dad had to get him out. He's going to rat. <laughs> Dad had we fr- got to make him look like he is the most. We got to make him look like the worst. Yes. Dad, yeah. they framed Johnny Manziel yeah. because they, he they knew got too him, much. They got too him hooked much. on drugs. Yep. They planted the coke. 
He's yep. trying to rehabilitate his image by playing in the CFL so people will take him seriously. Oh my god, I'm writing this screenplay. Yeah. Get in there and sell, sell, sell. Pick up the phone and sell. Oh my god! Oh my goodness, that was beautiful. Oh man! Oh. It's uh. a Hugh Jackson in there because they know he's clueless and won't figure out what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so like, listen, oh. you might not be able to win it. He'll never. He's like, hey, why do you guys all put on a uh, plaid ties and go make phone calls after practice? What is Winthrop and Valentine doing here? It's <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so. Coach. You would just. Well, this is just a new. Fa- this is a Fortnite thing. Who oh, put this stock ticker in a locker room? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why do they have a board? <laughs> <laughs> right over that oh. doorway. Yeah. Why do you guys have a constant update of the Dow Jones? <laughs> hey, man. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> On our scoreboard. <laughs> oh man, that is just beautiful. Oh god. That All is just righty. All righty. That was some good laugh, though. I tell you. Because you never expect that from us NFL, uh, NFL no, player. No, you don't. Come on, man. And maybe that's on us. Hey. Maybe we need to think higher of these people. Exactly. You know, these people went to college, <laughs> majored in finance. So there you go. Come on now. What did Michael Kendricks? I'm going to look it up later. Anyway, you've been listening to the stadium experience with Jake. I want to look it up now. It might be worth it. <laughs> Hey man. So we're gonna let the intro outro music outro rock for a little just bit. Rock a little bit, yeah. yeah. just for a little bit. Oh my goodness, man. He go to jail for to give somebody the hookup. Come on. <laughs> well somebody That's gave crazy. him the hookup. So oh, he gave him the Somebody gave him the hookup. Wait a minute, come on the now. Boy. No, no, he's <laughs> supposed to talk. And then that person gets As to well. go. No, he, he, he admitted to it. He had been charged for maybe like 15 minutes. That's crazy. Michael That's Kendrick nuts. had a boy at Goldman Sachs. No, that day. That's <laughs> what I I'm talking about. a boy at Goldman Sachs. He had a boy yeah, at I Goldman can't tell what he majored in at University of California, Berkeley. Oh, well, that's a great school. You see, Berkeley might have a strong business school. I don't know, You see, Berkeley yeah. is a great school, though. Indeed. All right. You've been listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley, Jordan Moment, Ela Bolton here alongside me. It's been a fun time. Get in there and sell, sell, sell. I'll be back next week. Pick up the phone. (laughs) Sell. What is Winthrop and Valentine doing here? All right, well, now, now. Okay, we're all going to get audited later tonight. So we'll be back. I'll be back next week. Maybe we'll all be in a prison. Who knows? See you next week, 4 to 6 p.m. We could probably probably do the podcast from there, too. Exactly. Stadium experience from the pen. Yeah. Stadium experience in cell block C. Yep. <laughs> no, cell block D, man. We're Come on. Gotta be right baby. next to Madoff. <laughs> yeah. like, have, have him as a guest. guest. Bernie Madoff, you got any Red Sox takes? <laughs> yeah, I just don't like the pitching rotation, oh man. I just, oh. I just don't like it. All right, oh, I'll be back next week. It's 4 to 6 p.m. <laughs> have a good week, everybody. I got to do a fantasy draft. Oh, my Bye. goodness. Bye. <laughs>